Hello, friends. You've got Kalen Wojcik and Philip Vallejo here from Modern Day Sniper on the Modern Day Sniper podcast. And we just wanted to take a couple of minutes to welcome you guys to the show. If this is the first time that you are listening to our Modern Day Sniper podcast, the Modern Day Sniper podcast is a show all about your journey as a rifleman and however that takes you or wherever it takes you. And we are here to talk about the most relevant and up-to-date information regarding military and law enforcement sniping, hunting, competitive shooting, and for those of you guys who are just enthusiasts that really enjoy the sport of long-range shooting. So this is the podcast for you guys because if you're anything like us, you are constant students of the craft and you just love to do this and put together, blend together the art and science of long range shooting. So without further ado, what's up, Phil? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh man, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy here in, in Washington. Um, right after you left that giant, uh, giant hill, Mount Clemens caught on fire and burned like 70,000 acres. Uh, I think like six homes were lost and now we're just, it's all crazy. We had the shift in wind direction and now I can't even, you probably remember, you can't even see snow mountain from the house right now. Really? Yeah. I can't, I can barely see the neighbor down the hill. Dang. So it's uh, it's definitely fire season up here in the Northwest and it's um, you know, it is what it is. Um, no, I mean, just, uh, just getting back the last week I spent uh, pretty much just, having to re- restock groceries, uh, throw some, throw everything in the fridge away and then, uh, un- <laughs> unpack to, yeah, just unpack and, you know, get Zoe ready for school. So, so Zoe had her first week of school, which was awesome. And, uh, you know, just, just excited about this, uh, modern day rifleman virtual summit launch, which we'll get into here shortly. But for those that are always asking like, well, why the hell is Bill and Killen been gone so long. It's like, hey, we we had we were we were doing some stuff. We were being creative yeah. and being productive. But, um, but yeah, I know we want to uh, before we actually get into the podcast. It's uh, I know we want to knock out some housekeeping stuff. Yeah. So some of the stuff that we wanted to chat with you guys about, really just upcoming events, and let you guys know uh, where we're at and what we're doing. And, and like Phil said, you know, it's we weren't uh, we weren't screwing off. <laughs> We've had a lot of stuff going on. Um, and Phil was here in Washington for about a month and a half. And we, uh, we really just had an opportunity to sit down and put our heads together and, and come up with, uh, you know, our plan for the rest of the year and our plan for 2021 and, and beyond, you know, we're, you know, talking five-year plan and 10-year plan and, and stuff like that. So it's really exciting stuff. And the first thing um, talking about uh, upcoming events is our, is our class locations. And we have um, a couple slots left for our Yakima Precision Rifle 101. That's going to be October 1 through 4. And Phil, you're coming out to, tra- to train with us on that, right? I'll be there, yep. And then we'll, we're doing bear hunt right after that. Yeah, so then um, we're going to continue the bear hunting saga. Um, Luke is in the mountains right now chasing elk um, with a guy who's got an archery tag. And hopefully we'll have some better weather for that for the follow on bear hunt. And then right after that, we've got pig river in Virginia and I'm super pumped to get to this venue guys. Um, this is our first time training at pig river. Josh Bandy is the course host and he's got a lot of experience hosting events there. The venue looks super cool. And we have two classes going on there. We've got 
um, a, a Precision Rifle 101 from 1 to 4 November. And then we've got a positional shooting clinic um, on 5 to 6 November. And I think those slots are almost all full, man. I think if we got any left over, it's only a couple for each class. So if you guys are looking to get into um, a precision rifle class from us on the East Coast, better jump on it. Um, yeah, we'll we'll both great. be there. Yes, we'll both be there. That's gonna be that's gonna be super fun, man. Um, let's see. Um, right after that, we've got um, a Florida Advanced Law Enforcement Sniper course down way down south florida um outside of tampa i believe that we're going to be training at that counterterrorism um uh, training facility down there it's a huge facility they can shoot out to a mile it's on the uh, west coast of florida and we're going to be there the hosts are um fort lauderdale fort lauderdale police department and that's 16 to 18 november and those guys i think we have five slots left over because Fort Lauderdale took the majority of the slots. we got five slots left over for any of you guys that are in surrounding areas that want to come out and, and uh, train with us for three days. That's always a great course. Um, it's super fast paced. It's really challenging. Um, the, the standards are pretty high for that curriculum and um, you do a lot of shooting. So let's see here. Um, We've got, uh, we're going to be training some Marines down with Jacob in, uh, in Texas at Rifles Only for the first week of December. That's going to be a ton of fun too. Then um, we are also working with a host in Arizona, one of our brothers, um, Brady. And um, that class I think is going to be super awesome, man. I'm super excited to have a class in, in Arizona. We've been wanting to get to Arizona and establish like a, a solid annual venue that we come back to every year and i think we're probably going to get that going with brady yeah that's uh arizona is definitely i mean we're we're, we're growing you know outside of just uh, yakima we understand that uh when people want to come train it's hard for them to you know justify coming out of you know their local area you know travel because it's not just our tuition that they have to pay for and, and it's usually they're probably travel and you know food and stuff like that it's going to be way more than just the tuition itself so that's uh you know something to keep in mind that we're, we're trying to get to different areas um and, and obviously kayla and i can't be everywhere at once right so um if you guys are you know local to that area or it's within a drive we highly recommend you know coming out to to come see us and again hopefully it's uh as you know, we uh, get closer to 2021 we'll have a better schedule for you guys for uh, outside of uh, washington classes Yep. That's, um, that's always good because, you know, here in Washington, we can only train. I say we can only train. Um, I've tried to run winter courses here in the past and, and aside from the temperature, if it was just temperature that we had to deal with, it's not that big a deal. It, it sucks. It's really good to get out and train in that type of environmental condition. So you know how your body reacts to it. But what we do get the possibility of here is getting fogged out, which is super unfair to you guys that are coming and spending your money on travel, the non-refundable stuff, right? I can refund you your course tuition, but you're here in Washington, especially if you flew in and, and you still got a hotel, you still got a rental car, you know, you still have food. So we've tried that in the past and it just, we've gotten burned. And so we try to stay away from teaching winter courses here for that purpose. Um, 
mentorship students, however, you know, obviously we can play, play it by ear. We can watch the weather and, you know, we can schedule mentorship students, you know, as, as weather permits, which is fine. Um, but one of the classes that I'm really excited to get on the schedule um, is back to Volusia County in Florida. And when I was teaching with Magpul, we would go to Volusia County uh, once a year. Usually it was in February and we always had a great time there. It's a great time of year in, in, uh, in Florida in February. Temperatures are super mild. Um, weather is pretty predictable and it's just a great venue. And the guys at Volusia County have upgraded their long range shooting area. Uh, we used to have some some issues with the landowner running hunts out there. And now that that has been taken care of, we're going to try to get ourselves back to that venue um, every year. And so we've got February Volusia County rod and gun club. Um, and that is going to be a precision rifle 101 and 201. And we're looking at six to nine February for 101 and 11 to 13 February for 201. Um, if those dates do change, it's only going to fluctuate by like a day or so, but I'm pretty certain that those are firm right now. And then we're going to be back to Paula in March, which I'm super excited about too, because um, George Ortiz is our class host for that. And we have got um, an advanced law enforcement sniper from 16 to 18 March. And then we've got a uh, precision rifle 201 from 23 to 25 March. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that training calendar for the wintertime. That's going to be super legit. People are already starting to fill those courses up. So we're really excited about that. And we've just got a ton of new content coming for you guys. Like that's really where the focus is, is, is developing new content for you guys to view virtually and um, try to break that barrier to entry for you guys when it comes to um, traveling, right? That's always a huge bummer. And, I think, I think it's worth talking about, Phil, when, when we discuss the online training, because a lot of people have, have commented on some threads and said, you know, you can't really learn this stuff online. And, and I guess this might be a good opportunity to, to talk about like what the purpose of that is and, and what you really can do by learning online. It's like, it's like no shit. Like you, <laughs> <laughs> I hate, you know, it's like, it, and it's usually you, I, the, the people that are commenting are the older guys, right? The boomers, so we really like to call it, um, that are like, you can't learn this online. And, you know, it's like, it's usually this super master secret squirrel sniper or whatever uh, that's always making comments. It's like, I get it, man. Like, you know, um, you're still stuck in the stone age. Uh, but like, there's nothing that says you, I mean... I would say with the online training platform, what it does, it allows you to absorb the information at your pace and then go back whenever you want to reference, just like what I'm doing right now with everyone's like, Hey, fill your contest. Great. Like, what are you doing? I signed up for an online course. I'm, and I'm doing it at my own pace. Right. And I'm going back to the certain things that, okay, well, um, you know, the first, maybe the first, uh, first couple of days that I watched it, I watched too much to where I wasn't actually applying anything. I was just consuming information. And then I realized, man, like, just like when, you know, what I would teach is like, I need to apply something or nothing's going to stick. So what I started doing is dice or just break the online training that I bought into more, um, like small tasks. So it's like, okay, I'll do this class and then I'll go out and practice it. 
right? Mm -hmm. So like with my video editing and like what I'm doing right now or trying to really focus on is the color correction, you know, in the previous video before that, because uh, all of my YouTube stuff is just edits for what we're doing now. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's practice for me uh, to actually get, get the practice in so that I can do more professional cuts for our online training that you and I are currently doing. Yeah, that's, that's another good point is, is just the fact that the online space is, is um, a place where there's so much room for expansion. There's so much capability there. And as, as you, as we get more and more creative with how we deliver the information to you guys, you can learn a tremendous amount from online training and Granted, yeah, it, th there's nothing that substitutes having a, a, an in-person coach in a, in, a, in a class. That's great. That's, we want you guys to come out to classes too because that gives us an opportunity to meet you face-to-face, -face, interact with you on that one-on-one -on -one personal level so that way we can extract even more potential from you. But what we're doing is we're taking all of our experience and we're, we're purposefully building online content with that in mind knowing that yeah it's not the it's not the best thing next to being there however if we put specific drills in place or arm you with as much information as we can that gives you an opportunity to have very specific control measures in place that gives you very specific drills that will allow you to gauge your own performance and we're making this as easy as we possibly can for you guys to digest information. And so the other thing too, is like, is the price point. And a lot of people have commented on that. And, you know, I think a lot of people are used to those, you know, $10 a month subscriptions or, you know, paying 50 bucks for a, a series of webinars here. But if you look at take for an example, the, the film editing. So you and I both are, we, we bought the full-time filmmaker, right? So those guys did a phenomenal job with the way they set up their online training. It is extremely thorough. It is very, very beneficial. And it's priced really, really well considering the amount of information that you get. I mean, I, I have one when I was learning Premiere Pro before I switched over to DaVinci, like that was, I think, 350 bucks. And it was like six hours worth of content. And I absolutely done, like no questions asked, like 350 bucks, that's it, no problem. And the benefit that I've received from that, even though that it's two different editing softwares, the mechanics are still the same, right? You, you still adhere the same, you still adhere to the same principles. So the online space, guys, we're just gonna keep, we're just gonna keep going after it because I think we have at least eight other courses that we want to put together for you guys just at this point in time alone. Well, I mean, if you look back at, at your and I's, uh, kind of history and background, I mean, we, uh, we know what it, it takes to train, um, Marine snipers. This is prior to when we were teaching at cyber school, right? So, you know, it's like, all right, we became, we became snipers, we became leaders in sniper platoons. And then now our sole purpose was to get, not only get those guys ready for combat, right? But get our junior Marines ready for school. So we were creating a training plan that um, allowed them to be successful when it was their time to go to sniper school. And then, um, you know, even for me, one of my 
uh, I would say one of my proudest accomplishments of me being in the Marine Corps was not the fact that I was a scout sniper instructor. It was actually the fact that um, my whole team uh, before I became an instructor eventually uh, went on to everyone in my team became or were snipers. So I can look back at my uh, team photo and I can gladly say that's hanging up on my refrigerator, you know, just for a conversation. Yeah. They're all snipers now, you know, they weren't just pigs. And uh, you know, I take pride in that. I take pride in, in knowing that, okay, then after that, I went to three years and, and taught the scout sniper curriculum and I knew what it was to, you know, went through the CCRBs, did the MLFs and all that crap right and and saw what information in the uh essentially um the pipeline a individual needs to get to to retain that information and be successful move fast forward to you know working with gumworks for two two years we i helped aaron develop the new curriculum that they uh they're teaching out there now you know what i mean because mm-hmm. you know when i inherited that curriculum at gunworks from from you and scott and you know kind of what aaron had going on um there was still a lot of stuff that was not missing but just because of what we wanted to teach at gunworks right it's like okay well i think this is the information that they should know right so it's like you know take our 20 plus years of doing this and we're putting all into that class it's something that you don't find on youtube right like right everyone can agree the stuff that's on YouTube, it's either like spread out or, or, you know, you got, I mean, I'm doing it right now with, uh, you know, some of this video editing stuff. It's like, yeah, there's certain little niches that I want to find that, you know, maybe a certain person. And we, 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 uh, encourage that. Like, Hey, if you don't want to hear from just Kalen and Phil from a different perspective, go, you know, whoever you, you follow in the industry, you know, check them out, see how they uh, deliver that information. But I promise you, nothing else is going to be more organized or in sequential order, right? Um, than than our online training program. There's just not. Hands down, man. Like, absolutely agreed. And that's what we have in mind. Like, when when we create this curriculum, guys, we have that end state goal in mind the whole time. It is at the forefront of our mind when we sit down and, and generate the curriculum and say, okay, well, what is it that we want to talk about? What is it that we want to teach? And we have to keep it in mind that, you know, this is going to be virtual learning. And we also want to make sure that we're trying to hit is all three of those three learning modalities, right? There's the three learning modalities are audible, right? Auditory listening, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's a common thing, right? Especially like as an example, like, like listening to an audio book, I'm really not that good at listening to audio books my mind will start to wander and the re it's not that it's wandering, like thinking about different things. Like I'll listen to a sentence or a paragraph and then I'll start thinking about that paragraph. I'll start thinking about that particular sentence. And before long, I'm like, it's like two pages later and I'm like, ah, shit, I got to go back and, and re-listen to the, to those other two pages. So like for me, audiobooks are not the greatest. So Visual learning, which is the second modality, is you know, obviously it's that's pretty self-explanatory, right? It's it's visual. You can see it on the screen. You can read it on a piece of paper, and then we have the kinesthetic learning, which is doing it with your hands, right? Physically executing the practical application of those skills, and so we're building that into the curriculum. Each each module, each course has a downloadable PDF manual that has um, you know where it's appropriate. It has a downloadable PDF manual that also has a student manual 
with instructions and checklists and, and pictures and, and things that will help you augment your learning style so that hopefully we're going to be able to touch on at least two out of those three learning modalities because most people learn primarily with two of those learning modalities and then the third is generally like an alternate, right? So that's what we're trying to focus on. We want to create the best content for you guys. So that way you can really, you can learn from an online platform. Uh, you know, so going to, well, I mean, cause we're, so right now for, for you guys that are listening, we're, we're filming and we're currently, I'm, I'm currently editing the uh, intro to long range, um, intro to long range module. Right. And to give you guys an understanding of kind of where we're going with the modern day um, online schoolhouse training is, you know, obviously our, our audience for uh, modern day snipers, not just the competitive shooter. It's not just the hunter. It's just not the military law enforcement. It's, it's everything practical for long range shooting. You know what I mean? Um, so we know that we have competitors. We know that we have hunters. We know we have military law enforcement cybers, and we know we have just that regular enthusiast that just loves long range. Well, when you look at all of these uh, similarities for what you need to do to get into that specific, uh, you know, application, uh, the similarity is, okay, you know, the circle of components that you need to create a rifle system you need to know how the scope works. You need to know the, the functions of the, um, of the barrel, of the action, of the stock. And you, know, you, know, you, know, you need to know how to put it together. So that's a circle of components. Once you figure out when you put it together and everything that's involved, then we teach you how to interface with it. That is what fundamentals of marksmanship. Okay, so now that's, now we teach you in intro to long range, we teach you, okay, this is everything that you need to know about long range shooting in a nutshell, right? Just the basic wave tops, because even when I was doing the research for it, there's a lot of intimidating information out there. Cause it's like when I was doing the research to get ready for my classes that I was going to teach, I was like, okay, how can I dumb this down in the most simplest way possible? Cause at the end of the day, guess what I'm not thinking about? I'm not thinking about the quantum mechanics of spin draft when I'm taking a <laughs> shot at 500 yards, you know? Um, but you know, when you read some some uh, some articles out there, it, it might sound like it's rocket science, in, in which it is at some point. But uh, at the distances we're shooting at, it's not right. At the practical distances that you and I are shooting at, uh, it's not rocket science. Um, but once we finish our intro to long range module, hopefully you guys are still with me here. Then we're going to branch out to specific training task based off of your application and what that means is all right if you want to become a, a top level competitor we're going to have your own competition module for modern day sniper hey these are the drills that you know these the, and it's going to be done with the rifle that's meant for competition hey these are the drills for competition these are you know what we recommend this is the skill stage this is how we do it and then we're going to have the same thing for hunting hey this is a the technical rifle hunter module because hopefully if you've already taken circle of components, fundamentals, marksmanship, and intro to long range, you already know how to get your rifle dialed in for whatever you're going to use it for. Now we're teaching you based off your application, how to use it in that application and what we feel like is necessary um, for you to be successful at whatever it is you might be doing. Uh, and again, for the hunting module, we're going to be showing you with hunting rifles. It's, it's, I mean, I can't show you, how to be, you know, a hunter if I'm if I'm doing it with a 
uh, 26 pounds, six Creedmoor. It's not realistic. It's not realistic to, you know, be like, okay, we'll just get like this, get it on the balance point and then, you know, square up and then just, you know, uh, have just a little bit of recoil when guys are shooting 300 wind mags and 300 PRCs on 10 pound right. frames, not realistic. Yeah. Right. So, uh, every single course is going to make sure that we're using the rifle, uh, that we have you in mind, uh, when we're building, uh, the, the, the curriculum and we're building the training standards around those. Yeah. It's, it's important to think, to, to remember that stuff, guys, when, when you look at the online space and it's important to, to realize that we really are taking all of these different things into account. So that way the, the stuff that we do put out to you guys is exactly what you need. And it's exactly catered to the discipline that you're trying to become more proficient in with regard to being a rifleman. So one of the other cool things that we got going on right now, and it's been a project that we've been working on for quite some time. This is a, this has been a concept that, that, um, that Cassandra has kind of brought to the table in terms of the, the concept and saying, Hey, this is something that I've seen done before. And we basically adapted this to our industry. And that is the modern day rifleman virtual summit. And we just released that today. We started our, we started our, our promotional period for that thing today. And we wanted to kind of give you guys an, uh, an idea of what that whole thing is, because there's been already a ton of questions coming in about it. Like, well, man, I can't be there for it. That sucks. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to be out hunting or whatever the case is. And so you, we want to take some time to give you guys an idea of what that virtual summit is. And the, the virtual summit guys, the modern day rifleman virtual summit is a, it's kind of, it's a virtual exposition of sorts. Just imagine SHOT Show, not going to SHOT Show. Obviously it's not as grandiose as SHOT Show, but it's 25 industry leading experts in the world of precision shooting talking about the things that they are most passionate about. And each of us, myself, Philip and Cody Carroll, uh, interviewed all of these people. And we talked for sometimes over an hour. And some of these guys have bonus content that's available too. And we talked about um, all the things that these people are passionate about with regard to what they do in this space with regard to precision shooting. And so we broke those, those interviews up into five categories. And the first category is competition and training. Next one is technology and science, sniping, hunting, and then leadership and mentorship. And so we have some really, really cool people that came and volunteered their time to, to have these discussions with us. And really it's to pass on information to you guys. And the virtual summit is actually going to kick off on September 28th and it goes for five days. And while that summit's going for five days, that content's going to be available to you for free. You're going to be able to log on to once you guys register for your free ticket at moderndayrifleman.com. You guys are going to be able to see the speaker lists and those speakers are, if you want to like say, okay, well, um, I definitely want to hear that guy talk. Definitely want to hear this person speak. Uh, you can look and plan around that. Or if you want, you can also purchase an all access pass. 
And what that allows you to do is to have lifetime instant access to 30 plus hours of content. And you guys can check that out on the website. Cruise on over there. Look at what we've done for you guys. Look at the speaker list. We got some really big names in there. Um, and not even like, it's not even, I'm not even say big names as in like, I'm going to name drop a bunch of people. It's really, really good folks that are like-minded in, in our aspect of being on the path of being a rifleman. And this was not, these decisions were not easy to make either. Like there's so many people out there that, that have great information and we can only fit so many of them. So, um, this is hopefully going to be the first of, um, several summits in the future when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, just for you guys are, you know, to clarify a couple of things that Kaylin's saying, um, when you get the, so when you, when you go to the website and, and you, it's Monday today, so when you guys hear this, you'll probably be Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, but we just posted today on our Instagram and Facebook, Hey, modern day rifleman virtual summit with some links. Uh, and I'm going to be, broadcasting it on my story and on my, uh, on my Facebook or on my Instagram page. Um, you know, certain of some of the interviews that I did, but the way it works is the, the free portion, if you guys want, is going to be broadcasting from seven or September 28th to October 2nd, right? That's when you, that's your free registered, you know, uh, pass, but it's only going to be available uh, during those dates. Well, if you upgrade to the all access pass, which I believe is $97 prior to the event, um, you get instant access as soon as you pay for it. Is that correct? Like you, yes. you get access to those videos, right? So like right now, if you, if you get it for those that have gotten it already, thank you. Thanks for supporting the cause. Um, you, they, they were probably really watching the interviews right now, all 25 of them at their own pace, right? And they're picking and choosing who they want. Um, and I enjoyed every single one of my interviews that I had. Um, you know, and what I liked is a lot of, a lot of ones that I did was tech and science. Um, you know, and, and, uh, for me, it was, a, it was cool to have that deeper understanding. And I feel like with some of uh, the interviewers questions or my, my questions to the, uh, the person, I was able to uh, talk to them in a way of like, okay, well, how I'm looking at this from an instructor standpoint, how can I, uh, ask the questions that a newer shooter would ask, right? And break it down in a way that they could still understand, right? Uh, I think the hardest person that I would say interviewed wise was uh, Nick Vitalbo from NVISTI. Uh, you know, he does all of the, uh, uh, the uh, behind the scenes work for applied ballistics and, you know, how their uh, program works, right? Um, so he was able to kind of break that down in, in, in a, in a very, uh, you know, technological way that was easy for, you know, us to understand. So I'm, I'm super excited to, to get that information to you guys and, uh, yeah. Um, check it out. It's, uh, this is one of those things that when we, when we first came up with the concept, um, it was like, wow, this is a huge, it's, it's a huge undertaking. Number one, it's a huge undertaking to get all these people in together and, um, you know, even though we're doing these interviews one, you know, one at a time, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. Everybody's busy um, trying to wrangle everybody up and make sure that, uh, that we're, that we're producing stuff for you guys. That's, that's highly uh, educational, highly valuable. And it's stuff that you can, that you can refer back to. Like once you own it, you own it. You can, you like, you, you catalog this stuff and 
when you want to come back to it and you say, oh, you know what, man, I, I forgot something about that. Now you can go back and you don't have to sift through a bunch of stuff to find it. You know exactly where it goes. And the other cool thing about this is if you want to upgrade, um, you can get all of the digital notes. You, these things have all been transcribed into PDFs. So that way, uh, if you want to upgrade, you can, I think it's cheap. It's like 25 bucks or something to get an upgrade uh, to all the PDFs. So you have all that stuff too. And that's basically just building your library of literature surrounding the art of being a modern day rifleman, which I think is super cool. Yeah. And, and uh, a lot of people are really taking to the name of the summit. Um, getting a bunch of messages right now. They're like, they, uh, they really like the fact that we went with the modern day rifleman summit rather than the modern day sniper. And I, I still think uh, there's some barrier to entry there with some people, right. That, uh, you know, maybe want to help represent our brand, but they don't want to have the sniper associated with it because they know that they're not snipers and uh, kudos off to you guys. We appreciate that. Um, so yeah, you know, we've, we've created the modern day rifleman and, and that's why you always see it in our hashtags. Cause we know that's who we're catering to you. You guys, um, are the same type of people that we want as students that, you know, we're, we're doing all these things for, um, because we know it's important. Uh, we know it's important to, uh, our guys in the community that are listening to this to get that relevant information, right. So that they're not, uh, having a dumpster fire that we'll talk about here in a second, like, uh, c- certain people, um, out there spreading misinformation, right? Cause yep. I mean, ultimately it looks bad on our community when you get guys out there, uh, you know, talking mills and minutes at the same time and not really understanding what the fuck's going on. Do you, you want to talk yeah. about that? Or are we going are we good on the summit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for all of you guys out there that have already purchased a, purchased a, a ticket, um, the all access pass, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, we hope that you, we hope we're really confident that you're going to love it, but we really hope that you do. Um, and we're always open to feedback and, uh, we hope to hear from you guys. So, yeah, so, uh, um, check out www.moderndayrifleman.com. And again, if you guys follow us on the social media channels, it'll be in Kalen and I's link tree. Uh, so you'd be able to see, you know, uh, Kalen's got a real quick video on there to, to describe what it's about. And then, um, even the website is, uh, for, um, you can mobile view so you can scroll all the way down to see who all of the speakers are for this event and the hosts were um so just to throw a couple names out there you got jim c on the competition side uh, regina milkovich uh we've got from the hunting community uh donnie vincent um and um uh, colton magnoli from montana Mm -hmm. and then you know on the tech side uh, we've got, um, Michael Bachelary from Leopold optics. Uh, we've got people from Th- thunder beasts and, uh, we got, other, couple, yeah, we got a couple of, uh, you know, legends in the community, um, that are, you know, that are just way of, oh, they're about the way of the rifleman. So mm-hmm. check it out. Yeah. Um, dude, let's see here. Yeah. Okay. So dumpster fire stuff. Everybody likes a good dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> it's it's funny because everybody's like oh don't don't attract any more attention right the guy you know it's um you know paid by views on youtube um but the fact of the matter is guys first and foremost y'all need to vet your instructors man like when you go out there and alex hartman from ridgeline defense said it the best man he commented on one of my posts and said 
people deserve the instructor that they get. And that's, that's very true, right? So if you're, if you're not going to do your due diligence and you're not going to research and, and find out, you know, where, where these, the credentials lie, just be aware that, that just because somebody has obtained that title and maybe just went to a school and got that check in the box, right? Check the box and now they're going to move on. And that might just be um, an ancillary task for them, or it just might be a qualification or a certification for them. That doesn't mean that they understand all of the intricacies associated with that discipline to be able to teach it to you. Now, if you just want to go listen to war stories for a couple days, that might be the instructor you want to go see. Um, but if you are really truly looking to train and, and obtain value out of it for your own personal development, then you really do need to look at vetting your instructors, period, end of story. Yeah. So uh, for those that are probably under, not like confused on what's going on, um, I think it was like two weeks ago. Uh, and I'm not going to say the, the individual's name, um, just because it's going to give them more. So if you know what I'm talking about, you, you'll probably see it. If not just, just YouTube it. Um, it, I'll just put, put the name of the title sniper or fraud. Well, anyways, it's just these two individuals that, um, uh, or were former snipers and, um, one of them just couldn't hit or zero or target zero his rifle. I didn't even watch the full of it. I watched like maybe the, the only like one minute to it's 90 seconds. It's way too to watch everything. Yeah. I, I only fast forwarded to the part that like got, got me, not, it didn't even get me fired up, which is like, are you kidding me right now? And, uh, you know, he's trying to get on target and I mean, he doesn't even know where he's missing. Um, and this goes back to my recoil management, understanding that as a rifleman, you should have accountability of your rounds. Um, I don't care how many bodies you've stacked. Guess what? You have, you should always have accountability for every shot that you take. And anyways, in this video, as he continues to shoot, his spotter doesn't even know what the hell's going on. Um, and they're both talking in minutes and mills and like, like they're, they're mixing them both up. Right. So he was, he was not even able to get on target and he was trying like several different positions and shooting off of a pack and mm -hmm. shooting from the kneeling. It's like, honestly, like, because going back to the modern day sniper name, it's like, I don't care if you're shooting off a pack, bro. That doesn't, that doesn't, uh, that, that doesn't, um, impress me. Right. It like you always hear you like, Oh, shooting off iron sights. It's like, dude, it's 2020. Right. Like if, if yeah, like I'm always going to use what I have to my advantage, right. To, um, increase my hit probability. And guess what? That's a set of bipods. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand why uh, this hasn't clicked for some people yet. You know, guys that are out there, the boomers that are out there, they're like, Oh, F tripods or, you know, whatever the case might be. Oh, you it's saw like, that one too. Then you, you uh, saw that thread too. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah. Was it? I don't, I don't even know. Um, oh yeah. That, that was another one. Yeah. Don't even try. There is some guy who was like, don't even try shooting off a tripod. Yeah. It's useless. And, and, I mean, anyways, so, uh, and then he, he goes to, uh, um, say that he was going to shoot off the, this half cock position, which, um, the, the position he's referring to is from a picture in Vietnam. 
And uh, that picture is actually not of Carlos Hathcock. It's actually of uh, Lance Global Dalton Gunderson. And I've made several posts about that. Uh, but anyways, um, so fast forward a week later, uh, he, one of them tries to justify themselves and says, uh, oh, like, I know what the fuck I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. And then goes to say, at 300 yards, 1.5 mils is um, an inch and a half at 300 yards. Something or, like that. Oh, no, no. It was like you know, uh, 1.5 mils is five and a half inches. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, 300, at 300 yards. So if he was <laughs> shooting a full-size IPSC, a body target, he's still going to be impacting. Uh, first off, that's not the math. Um to convert mils into inches at that distance is actually 16.2 inches. Um, 1.5 mils at 300 yards is, is uh, 16.2 inches. So yeah, in theory, that would be a miss if you're aiming. Mm, I mean, unless you're aiming dead center on a 40 inch target, uh, yeah. not including shooter at that distance, but still, um, you know, if you're taking a headshot, that's a miss anyways. Uh, and, and so why does this get us fired up? Well, it gets us fired up because um it's it's people out there uh the people that don't know any better eat that shit up and mm -hmm. and and you see it i call it the white knight comments the guys that are in there defending it's like oh he was just he, he they said that they were just messing around or do you not know who that guy is he's got this mount, mounted body cuts frankly no one gives a fuck <laughs> i don't give I a don't. shit how many people you killed bro don't no. care um, and that's just a, that, that's just a matter of it is like you, you might be able to, uh, you know, uh, trick America or the rest of the world to thinking that, you know, um, you did this, but guess what? People in the community think otherwise. So I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. There's just, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there that you will think about it and, and you'll hear that, that individual speak something. As an example, I listened to an interview from one of these, one of the same kind of characters, um, you know, uh, quote unquote, big time background, um, big name, a lot of companies sponsor this individual. Um, but on an interview, you hear this guy say that, you know, his bullet takes three seconds to get to a grand. And I'm thinking to myself, what kind of bullet are you shooting, bro? Like, like, is this a nine mil? Because nothing that we shoot out of a bolt action rifle takes three seconds to get to a thousand yards. That's in inventory. So it's, it's just like, you can't, you can't just say things to make yourself sound like, you know what you're talking about, because the people that actually do know what they're talking about, we pick it out and we know it immediately. And it, and you are in, you're instantaneously discredited. So just be really cautious about that guys. You know, you used to, you work really hard for your money and you don't want to go waste it by going to a class that, I mean, perhaps you just want to go hang out and, and, and rub elbows. That's cool. You can do that too. For, you know, if you're looking at it from a celebrity standpoint, but if you really want to learn stuff and you want to learn how to apply that stuff, you just got to be super careful with who it is that you choose to, to spend your time with. Because as far as I'm concerned now, um, you know, being 40 years old, like I understand now money is just money comes and goes, right? Money is, it is what it is. It's your time that you cannot get back. It's the investment of time that you, that you're committed to and you just can't get it back. And, just keep that in mind. That's just really important. 
So something that we talked about before this podcast uh, about this topic is, um, you know, at, at no, by no means do Kaylin and I feel like we are uh, we are the voice or the uh, or the faces of the uh, the sniper community, uh, whether it be Marine Corps snipers, Army snipers, or even law enforcement snipers. Um, but I, I feel like you know when you become a sniper, uh, there is a um, unwritten rule or code. That says that you know okay well if you decide to get out or you decide to do something um, that you know you are using the the title of being a sniper to uh, essentially uh, gain monetary value or a way of living right you should ultimately represent that community um, in the most respectful and professional manner that you can uh, I, I feel like you owe it to that community to do that right but when you make videos that that highlight that you're a complete jackass, right? I mean, it completely discredits everyone that's in the community. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Very, very true, man. It, 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 yeah, it's just, it's even with like movies and books and stuff. Like, I'll admit it, man. Like I'll totally admit it. What hooked me as a young, as a young teenager, I read Marine Sniper, 93 Confirmed Kills, the story of Carlos Hathcock, right? I read that book that hooked me. I was like, yep, dude, that's what I'm going to do right there. And reading about that individual's exploits and, and reading about, you know, the things that he did, um, that was the hook, right? It was like, oh man, like that's something that I want to try to pursue. And, you know, understanding now having been not only just a, a peacetime sniper, but a combat sniper at the same time, you know, if there's, there's a lot of embellishment that happens and there's a lot of stuff like stories get, get embellished and stories get blown out of proportion and believe it or not, man, it's all to sell books or just to sell a movie or, you know, a lot of people ask me, Oh, what was, what'd you think of, what did you think of um, American sniper? And I look at him point blank and I'm like, it's the worst possible movie you could ever watch that has anything to do with snipers. It's horrible. And it's the truth, man. And I'm sorry, like that might ruffle some of y'all's feathers, but it's just not an accurate representation. And it's unfortunate because the guys that are, that are out there, the silent professionals that, that don't try to exploit their, just the job that they did. It's just a job. You did a job, right? You, you executed a mission based upon what you were expected to do. And that's it. Period. End of story. And I don't know, it's just one of those things that, that, that does get, get me fired up because um, like you said, you know, if you're going to exploit that time that you spent in that area of expertise just for money and personal gratitude, um, that kind of sucks. But it is represent, what it is. Represent it all yourself. Kinds of, you should be representing yourself in a professional manner so that you're giving credit to the, yes. or giving, yeah, giving your community at least, right? Uh, but yes, these individuals exactly. are definitely, definitely not. And there is always a fine line that I think um, when I first started doing this and st first started posting um, on Instagram about, uh, you know, what I'm doing and who I am. Uh, you know, there was a, a fine balance of creating awareness for what snipers really do. Um, and at the same time, creating awareness for snipers 
uh, that, hey, there's a civilian um, shooting community that you would greatly benefit from if you participate in it because it allows you training that you won't be able to get in the actual Marine Corps. Um, not mm-hmm. training that's going to help benefit your skills. And, and I get it. Uh, someone just posted like the difference between a competitive shooter and a, uh, and a sniper 100%, you know, like the competitive shooters, the only thing he's focused on is shooting. A sniper has 99 other million things that he has to do with. Well, guess what? If you can focus on just shooting when you are shooting someone, you can also do and focus on those other 99 things like being on calm while shooting at someone like (laughs) calling for fire while shooting at someone. Right. But if you just are focused on just shooting someone, right. And that is the only time that you get to like kind of be in that moment because your brain's not used to being in a stressful situation. That's the only thing that you're thinking about. You get tunnel vision, you know, you get tunnel vision of the things that you could possibly other be focusing on, like coordinating with your supporting unit commanders or whatever the case might be. Um, you know, if, if you're never introduced to the, the, the scenario or a high stress environment that the competitive training puts you into. So, you know, um, creating awareness versus bragging about, Hey, I'm a Marine Corps scout sniper is always a fine line that I'm, I'm, I'm constantly balancing on. Do you, do you, do you feel like that when, did you feel that way when you, when you, uh, crossed over to, uh, the civilian sector? Yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's one of those things where you really have to make sure that, that you're, that you, you've always got that in the forefront of your mind. Uh, it's, it's important because you have to represent your community. You have to represent your community well and to the, to the highest standard possible because, you know, when you, when you step away from that, people look at that and they say, okay, well, that is, that is this person's background and that's why I'm going to, that's why I'm going to seek them for knowledge, right? That's why I'm going to seek them out for information. And look, man, you know, it's, you, you can't discredit your community at all. You have to, you have to maintain the highest standard possible and end of story. Like, and there's no excuses for it. There's literally no excuses for it. Yeah. So stop. So stop. White. Don't, don't even white knight us, please. <laughs> and we appreciate it. But you know, like if, if some guy wants to make an ass of himself, you know, let him make an ass of himself. Like, and, and call us out on it, man. If we're doing something that's like, you know, like, Hey, you know, that's not your message. Like, Hey, you know, I saw this and it's not the message that I, I see you guys doing call us out on it and we'll be, we'll, 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 we'll own up to it. Um, you know, we'll own up to our mistakes and we'll, we'll fix it. But, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I, that I see right now is like all these, there these guys with, um, and, and another thing is like the, the amount of followers that you have doesn't mean, or an individual have, uh, doesn't mean the amount of value that they actually have as well. Right. Like, or what's that? Like the amount of followership or whatever doesn't necessarily mean that they're subject matter experts. It's like, welcome to marketing yep. one, you know, it's like, Hey, yep. they got eyes. So guess what? But doesn't mean that they're, uh, you know, actually, you know, I'm pretty sure if I've got, if I had double D's 
and longer hair, guess what? I'd, I'd probably have 300,000 followers, not 30,000 followers. <laughs> Let's just well, say the, that. the other thing to remember out there too, guys, is that, you know, you can buy followers, like yeah. you can, you can just go buy them. You know, how much is that stuff worth to you? Welcome to, welcome to 2020 marketing, just like you said, well, it's marketing, right? So just, just be aware of that. And that's something that like you guys will, you will never, ever, ever see from us. Every bit of our following is straight up organic grassroots. We don't pay for followers and we never will. So, dude, we have some really cool hunts coming up um shifting gears talk, a little yeah, bit yeah talk your talk about your hunt so i totally forgot about this ian harrison um from recoil magazine i'm working with him on a couple of projects in the future here and he came across a a, a mountain goat culling hunt in grand teton national park and we also had one here in washington in the olympic national park for mountain goats and, you know, we looked at the, at the Washington hunt and geez, I think like six different groups called me and Luke and said, Hey, would you guys want to be a part of our team? Uh, it's three maximum of three people per team. And Washington's regulations had a ton of red tape. And I guess that's kind of synonymous with Washington fish and wildlife. They're not, they do not do the greatest job ever and, and those of you guys who are washington residents and you guys know that and so we elected to just kind of bow out of that one and i had forgot that ian said hey would you mind me putting you in for this and so ian and i were planning on doing our high buck hunt here in washington state uh in a, in a week's time and then uh, towards the end of last week, I just got a phone call from Ian. He said, Hey man, we got selected for the, for the Grand Teton Mountain Goat <laughs> culling trip. And I, and, holy shit. Like this is a really cool opportunity to, to go hunt goats in Grand Teton National Park. And, you know, for, so, so what you guys, for some of you guys out there that really don't understand what this is, it's a culling trip and culling is what it means, right? It's we're, we're, they're trying to eradicate that species from the park. And for those of you guys, before you get all up in arms about this stuff, it's very sensitive. It's a very sensitive topic to cull animals. And first and foremost, something to remember, mountain goats are not indigenous to these places. Mountain goats are not indigenous to Grand Teton National Park, nor are they indigenous to Olympic National Park. And so what happens is I haven't really dug into Olympic national park, but I do know that they're becoming a nuisance and they're starting to get more uh, bold and brazen around human beings because humans feed them and humans don't understand what wildlife is and humans don't understand the average person, human being that's going to Olympic national park to just see the sites. They don't know anything about the wilderness. They don't know anything about conservation. They know nothing about, uh, wild animals other than what they see on the discovery channel or on the news or something like that. And so they think, Oh, there's this, there's this goat. Look at that. Now let's feed them. Right. That's still a wild animal. It's still a wild animal that when you leave and you get back in your car and you go home to your, you know, nine to five lifestyle, the animal is still out there living in the Olympic mountains. Right. So it's still got to fend for itself. It still has to eat. And so when it associates food, with human beings, they get really bold and it's still a wild animal. And so they have that fight or flight instinct. And if they decide 
that they identify you as a threat, that's a wild animal and they got horns and people have gotten gored by those things. And so the park service is, okay, we got to, we got to relook at this. Now in the Grand Tetons, those, those goats were put in place and they're also in competition with big, with Rocky Mountain bighorn sheep and Rocky Mountain bighorn sheep are indigenous and Rocky Mountain bighorn sheep are also in uh, great danger from contracting diseases that can be crossed contaminated between these different species. So you have mountain goats that are integrating with human beings, bighorn sheep, not necessarily, not even remotely close to being as often. And then bighorn sheep are also really prone to catching diseases from domesticated animals. And those, those can get transferred. And so they're trying to protect that indigenous population of species. And so therefore they've broken up Grand Teton into specific hunting groups. I want to say there's seven areas and we got assigned to area number three. We're the first hunting party to go in on um, September 15th to the 19th. And we're going to be hunting a five mile long valley that's at the base of Mount Moran. Oh, that's and next week. Taking a look at, dude, it's next week. It's going to be intense. It's going to be super impressive. Um, just looking at the Google Earth imagery of the area, um, dude, I'm bringing all of my climbing equipment. I'm bringing crampons. I'm bringing my front point crampons. I'm bringing axes. I'm bringing a light rack, a harness, and rope because it's pretty gnarly. It's pretty steep. And um, it's going to be like a cross between an alpine climbing trip and a hunting trip. So I'm pretty stoked. Cool. Cool. No, I'm excited to hear about the experience on that. Um, I'm over here just trying to figure out what general area to hunt. Well, <laughs> for, yeah, man. For, you guys, for Wyoming. You guys, no, you guys we got some really good, 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 yeah, good seasons out here. And, and uh, I just got to be more, um, more, uh, uh, proactive about it. So, um, I know we've got, uh, elk just opened up, uh, out here up to, I believe, uh, for archery. And, um, I want to make sure I at least take a stab at, uh, all the general, I didn't pull, I didn't draw anything this year, but, uh, definitely want to do antelope, you know, and, um, just, you know, stay, uh, you know, stay at the, uh, put some, get some meat for the freezer for the winter especially some, uh, some, elk, some elk meat. So, and then meet, the meet cool up with part you. about this. What's that? Oh, no, the, I was going to say the cool part about this Cheetom trip too, is that you, you can keep the meat. Oh, nice. Can't take trophies, but you can keep the meat. So, oh, cool. um, yeah, it's, it should be really good. So, and yeah, man, like you've got some, I mean, it's Wyoming, right? Yeah. You, you, you got some great hunting opportunities out there. And, and I want to, I mean, I just want the experience, right? Just kind of like what Tom talked about in the, in the live podcast we did. He's just like, you know, he's got a bucket list, right? And guess what? On my bucket list is hunting all the critters that I can in Wyoming before mm-hmm. moving on to another one. So, yep. You just be advised of bears out there, bro. Ham. Yeah, dude. Those, gri- those grizzly bears out there. No joke. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, uh, you that's know, I'll, what I'll, what I'll do actually with this Tika project is actually probably uh, take it, this Tika out to uh, to um, go hunting with it for that hunter mm-hmm. perspective, right? And if you guys have been following me on the Tika build, right, I've shot it, um, pulled out of the box, dropped in an aftermarket chassis, shot a one-day match with it. That's what a, the, the vlog I just posted up on my YouTube on Monday. Um, can't really kick my butt on that, but 
uh, that match. But uh, yeah, the next, it was the fun, next, dude. We had the a next good time. Yeah, it was. The next step is to take it hunting and just to see if it's a, a viable option, which I know it is. I already know the answer to that question. Just again, just showing the well roundedness of the capability of this rifle and, and the well roundedness of my capabilities. You know, what I mean, as a rifleman, it's like, hey, this is why I train. I train to, you know, be a competent marksman in in all disciplines uh, for mm-hmm. practical long range shooting. So, yeah, man, it's. Um, I, I'm excited this year. I'm I'm hunting with the new with a new rig. I've got a new seven som built um, by uh, One Rifles, and that thing is shooting lights out right now. And the bummer is, um, I'm shooting. Uh, 180 ELDMs from Hornady. They're shooting super tight, and you know the seven som is. It never disappoints when it comes to hand loading. It's very easy to load for, very not finicky. Um, but one of the stipulations on this goat hunt is um, not no lead bullets. So I've got to rework the load for some Hornady GMXs, and um, you know they're shooting the the 150 grain which I'm not super stoked about. I got a week to do it. Um, but then again, you know, it is what it is. And uh, we just want to be good stewards to the environment out there and respect uh, what the park service has in place because going out and, and having an opportunity to hunt in a place like that is just, it's awesome. And it, we just want to make sure that we're, we're respectful of those regulations. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It seems like we're, dude, you and I have a busy, uh, busy winter. We had a busy summer, busy, but uh, busy, you know, we're, we we're had a busy pretty- summer. Yeah, we're Is pretty much gone at least once a week for uh, every every month um, from now until Christmas. So, yeah, uh, I'm good. I'm excited. I'm super stoked to get you back up in into uh, into Washington so we yeah. can go chase bears after that October class. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, no, I'm 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 looking forward to the cooler weather. Uh, yeah, no kidding, man. Hot as hot as f. I'm going to be doing some hiking, get my, get my feet uh, and my hips ready for it. So no, man, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good, um, good yeah, time. I got some new, I got some new gear coming too, um, that you guys can expect to, to, to have some reviews on. I got a, I'm usually pretty, I've always been for like the last five, six years, been super, super hardcore La Sportiva fans, but I got exposed to a new type of boot. It's called a Hanwag. Hanvog, maybe that's what it's what what it's pronounced like. But um, I got a pair of those coming, and I'm super excited to give those a shot. And I got some new stuff from Stone Glacier coming, and um, going to be doing some gear reviews coming up here pretty quick. And and we are bringing a videographer along with us into Grand Teton for this trip, so expect to see some content from that. And um, we'll do we'll do a vlog series on that as as the as the week goes talking about how I'm prepping for the, for the hunt and the things I'm taking with me. I'm going to do a bag drop video and all that stuff. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, swag. Swag, man. Um, Oh, that's what I wanted to say. You mentioned something really, you know, really cool about people uh, being kind of leery of wearing the brand, right? The modern day sniper brand. And first off, like I know Philip said his piece and I just want to reiterate that, that first and foremost, we greatly appreciate that consideration. We really do. It's awesome. However, it's modern day sniper as a brand. We're not going to be upset if you're wearing the swag. Like we're not yeah. going to be upset yeah. if you're wearing the swag. And it's kind of like, I hate to, I hate to use this brand because I, it's, 
it's kind of like grunt style, right? You know, like you see so many people that are non-military folks, non-infantry folks, but they, they want to represent that brand and they want to represent what the brand stands for. And so therefore they wear the t-shirt, which is cool. It's totally fine. But that's where we're at too. If you guys, we, we hope that you want to represent the brand. We hope that we want to represent the products and the, and the, and the swag. And the and lifestyle. And the, it's the lifestyle. Lifestyle Boom. and the Perfect. mindset. So, so um, uh, you remember at, uh, when we were getting pizza, right? And I was wearing oh, yeah, a yeah. modern day sniper shirt and we, we walk up and I, I didn't really, I wasn't expecting the question, you know, and uh, she opened. Uh, the lady that was about to hand us our pizza opens the opens the window and was like modern day sniper what's that about what or what is that and then i looked at kaylin and i was like i was completely surprised i was like (laughs) uh, i looked at kaylin like he was going to give me the answer and he was like he's like well tell her and i was like oh (laughs) you know it's our it's our uh it's our brand it's our you know company and and then after like after like another 30 seconds to think about it i was like it's a mindset right that's what modern day sniper is it's a mindset and uh, mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm sticking with that because it's what it is. That's what we're trying to change. We're trying to change the mindset that, hey, uh, you know, I want you to use bipods when you're shooting at the range because they're going to make you more efficient uh, when you're shooting. I want you to use a ballistic calculator uh, to figure out your, uh, your, your drop data because that's what we have nowadays to, to help us be more successful. Why not use the technology we have to make us more beneficial, right? And I'm going to show you not only how to use it, but I'm going to show you how to back up your data in the case that technology fails, or I'm going to show you how to shoot off your pack in the case your freaking bipods break. But guess what? If I have the ability to use bipods, I'm going to use bipods. Hands down. If I'm going to have, if I have the ability to use a tripod, I'm going to use a tripod. I'm not going to fucking sling up and try to, you know, impress you with my unsupported sling skills, because guess what? It's just not practical nowadays with a fucking 20 pound sniper rifle. And yes, sniper rifles right now are about 20 to 25 pounds. I don't care who you are. Right. Um, that's what they are with the suppressor fully fucking kitted out and, you know, 300 wind mag or 308, try to offhand that at 400 yards on a, on a headshot target. Yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll take you, 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 you'll probably get it after it takes you uh, X amount of tries, but I can get it off of a tripod in, in, in a fraction of the in time. Literally a fraction of the time. Yeah. Fraction of the time uh, and be more precise about it rather than trying to time my shot. So. It, it, it'll take me as long to set up a tripod and shoot from it and make a headshot at 400 as long as it takes you to build a sling supported position and maybe get a body shot. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, like unsupported shooting is not even close to a, a thought in my head ever when I'm shooting, you know, uh, it's it does that. Like that's what modern day sniper is guys. Like it's the mindset. And hopefully you guys, and we appreciate you guys wanting to support us, our brand and, and, um, support our mindset. And, and you guys that are listening to this, you know, you guys are, I mean, like I said, you guys are modern day rifleman. You guys are modern day snipers because, you know, you guys are understanding, Hey, this is, uh, I mean, this is the way, right. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not rocket science and nope. it's not, it's not, it's not some fucking secret that, you know, we're, all of this information that is public source, really, right? Um, nothing that we've yep. said online, you, you can't find online. We're just giving it to you based off of our experiences. And we're giving it to you, um, you know, based off of our truths that we found along the way. 
uh, and realize, Hey man, what I was teaching for three years, actually it's not, it's not relevant anymore. So. Right. Well, man, this has been, this has been fun and it's been a, it's been a busy, it's been a busy Monday. Right. So um, we're really excited to release this to you guys. And um, the the podcast is definitely not dead by any stretch. So don't be mistaken. Um, We just had a little hiatus. So um, super stoked guys. we got a lot of cool projects coming up and hopefully you guys are out there um, shooting competitions. A lot of you guys are hunters getting ready to head up into the mountains or head up into the hardwoods, wherever you live. Um, Best of luck to you guys out there shoot well, be responsible, be ethical, and continue to train hard. Yeah, guys. Um, uh, again, if you guys, if you guys uh, found value out of this episode, you know, all we recommend, all we ask for is that you guys share it with a friend, share it with your partner, um, just to get the word out, right? So that we're not, you know, because let's be honest, we're competing with guys that we just talked about earlier uh, in this space that, um, you know, are maybe, in, uh, what'd you guys call it? The white what? <laughs> the white knights no what no 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 what you, you called it before jumping on cameras like taking a hit of the white something white powder or whatever oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's who we're competing against guys so if you get the word out to uh you know that that we're pushing out relevant and 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 uh you know actual information uh it'll just help grow and we'll be able to provide you with better content and, and stuff like that so yeah guys we appreciate all the love and support and uh keep your face on the gun Till next time.